No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the psalmist addresses the deception of the riches. They cannot save. You can't take them with you. And the rich person who does not understand will perish. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. The wealthy are often admired or they're feared. Years ago, I remember a TV show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Why are we so fascinated with how they live? Why do we envy them? What do we think they know more than the rest of humanity? In Psalm 49, the psalmist considers the wealthy and the outcome of their lives. He seeks to give us valuable understanding. The title of this psalm to the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark saying on the harp. First, the psalmist puts a call out to everyone to listen. Even though we have two ears and one mouth, we don't naturally listen, especially to ideas that are different from our own. What the author has to say is for all humanity both low and high, poor and rich. His mouth speaks forth wisdom, but wisdom is often spurned by people who want to go their own way and do their own thing. But Jesus said, what is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. You see, we need a correction of our values. Naturally, they are askew. That's why we need the word of God. Verse 5, why should I fear in the days of evil? When the iniquity at my heels surrounds me, those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly and it shall cease forever that he should continue to live eternally and not see the pit. The psalmist writes, why should I fear in the evil day? You see, evil days will come. For the past six months, we've been living through some of those evil days with a global pandemic, rioting in the streets, raging fires and hurricanes. It is easy to watch the news and become fearful. But is that the best response? Even though iniquity at our heels surrounds us, why should we be afraid? If God is for us, who can be against us? Or in other words, what difference does it make who is against us? But not everyone trusts in the Lord to that degree. Many people trust in money or they try to cover all their bases and trust in God and money. But Jesus said that no one can serve two masters. Both God and money are all consuming. So we must make our choice. Whom will we serve? Which master will we trust in? The problem with trusting in wealth is that there are so many things money can't buy. 
You cannot redeem your soul, or anyone else's for that matter, with your money. The truth is that our relationship with God is, in fact, broken by our sins. Our sins separate us from God. We haven't the power to redeem ourselves out of that situation. Our sins must be forgiven, and the only currency God accepts for that transaction is the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot buy eternal life. If you are wealthy, you can afford the best doctors, but they cannot give you eternal life. They cannot even extend your life beyond the limits of their medical skill. The truth is that everyone who does not receive the gift of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ is destined for the pit. Finally, wealth can't purchase love. Even the Beatles said, money can't buy me love. At one time, J. Paul Getty was the richest man in the world. And he said, I hate to be a failure. I hate and regret the failure of my marriages. I would gladly give all my millions for just one lasting marital success. Therefore, if wealth fails in so many ways, then why do people so admire and pursue it? That's a great question. That's why Jesus referred to the deceitfulness of riches. Material wealth promises so much, but fails to deliver. Verse 10, For he sees wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the senseless person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever, their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the way of those who are foolish and of their posterity who approve their sayings. Selah. Death is the great leveler of humanity. The wise and the fool both die and leave their wealth to others. It makes no difference how wise you are or how wealthy you are. You can't escape death. Now, wise King Solomon said that God has put eternity into man's heart. There is something within us that intuitively knows there must be more to life than these 80 or so years that we live in these bodies. People seek some form of immortality to fight their inevitable mortality. If you are a spiritual person, then you seek spiritual immortality in heaven. But if you are not a spiritual person, then you seek material immortality on earth. What do I mean by that? Well, the materialist seeks an enduring dynasty. They want their house, their dynasty, their progeny to carry on for future generations. And they see this as a form of immortality. The materialist also considers his will, his houses, his possessions, all that he owns and passing it on to his heirs. He seeks to have some kind of control over the things he has amassed after he's gone. And he also seeks to have lands or buildings named after him as a kind of memorial to perpetuate his name long after he dies. Now we are told that Absalom built a memorial to himself because he had no heir. 
But it was empty after he rebelled against David, his father, and was killed by David's general Joab. It just stood as a memorial to his rebellion. But with all these efforts at immortality, a man does not remain. He still perishes from the earth and takes nothing with him. Not only does he perish, but also his posterity who follow his sayings and who reverence him as a great man because he was successful. But they too will perish. They are all foolish because although they were skilled in amassing wealth in this life, they made no provision for their future in eternity. They are like the rich fool whom Jesus described in Luke 12. He was a wealthy farmer who had such a great crop that he said to himself, I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I will take life easy, kick back, eat, drink, and be merry. But that very night his soul was required of him. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. The upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall be consumed in the grave far from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. These foolish people are like sheep going to the grave. Now we who have believed in Jesus Christ have come to know him as our good shepherd. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But there is another shepherd. Jesus calls him the thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. And these wealthy fools are led by that shepherd like sheep to the slaughter. If they believe in hell, then they think it will be a party because they'll be there with their friends. But there will be no party in hell. Instead, everlasting death will feed on them where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Come morning, the upright will have dominion over them. Like the story of Lazarus and the rich man, while in life Lazarus was a poor beggar, and the rich man fared sumptuously. But in eternity, the roles will be reversed, and the upright, though they were poor in this world, will rule over the wealthy. As the psalmist describes the horrifying death of the wealthy fool, he exclaims, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me, Selah. Because he trusts in the Lord, he knows his redemption is certain. His name is written in heaven. The best is yet to come. And then he says, Selah, which means stop and think about that. Remember the words of Jesus. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Verse 16. Do not be afraid when one becomes rich. When the glory of his house is increased, for when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lives, he blesses himself. For men will praise you when you do well for yourself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. A man who is in honor, yet does not understand, is like the beasts that perish. He says, don't be afraid when one becomes rich. You see, the rich are often feared because they can either abuse the poor 
or pervert justice. But Proverbs 29.25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. The wealthy person carries neither his goods nor his glory with him where he is going. It's been said, you never see a hearst towing a U-Haul. But even his great reputation among men who admired and flattered him because of his success, even that will perish with him. And even if people should think fondly of him after he's gone, it will do him no good where he is going. The person who does not understand, who does not value what God values, who goes through life grasping everything he can get materially but makes no provision spiritually, is like the beasts that perish. They are no different from the animals except for one thing. An animal has no eternal spirit. When the animal dies, it is gone. There is no judgment and no resurrection. But a man's spirit endures for eternity, either in heaven or in hell. This is a call for us to make sure that we understand. We have two ears to listen to the wisdom of the psalmist. Acquiring riches is fine, provided we do it honestly, don't make it an idol, and are rich toward God and others. We can't take it with us, but we can send it ahead of us, laying up treasures in heaven. May God help us understand. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where God declares to His people the true worship He seeks. It's not animal sacrifices, but offering Him thanks, keeping one's vows, and calling upon the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. (laughs) 